Welcome back, Garden State Mamas. I am here solo tonight. Lisa is in Germany in Oktoberfest, as we've talked about previously. Um, so this is my first one-on-one -on -one interview. And tonight we have Adrian Rowan. Welcome, Adrian. Thank you. And you own Rowan Boudoir, like, I don't know the official name of the, what is it? Ro House of Rowan? House of Rowan. Rowan, I'm sorry. No, don't. I should have told you earlier. I'm sorry. No, 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 everyone no. We, I should have asked that. You don't apologize. Okay. Everyone tends to pronounce it Rowan because of Rowan University. But That's what I, yep. And Rowan. I'm so used to it. <laughs> I like, well, I like that though. House of Rowan. So there's a lot of backstory that you have d briefed me on as you as a person. You're very interesting. And for all of our listeners, do you mind going into who you are, a little bit about yourself, and then we can delve into your business? Which direction do you want me to go? Professional? So I know you, I know you studied abroad. You studied photography abroad. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Um, I mean, the time in the military for me and then the the actual photographing in the military was kind of a, a, amazing to me. Like the things that you've seen, um, could you give us just a short snippet of like your experience okay. and, and what you've seen and photographed in that realm? Because I was like, dang, the things you've seen. So I was active duty for four years and I was a computer programmer. Then I switched to the guard and I was a photographer for nine years. So I was in the military for 13 years. I worked at um, McGuire Amazing. Air Force Base in the guard. And then as a civilian, I worked at Dover Air Force Base photographing dignified transfers when fallen soldiers returned from overseas. Then again, as a civilian, because I had left the military at, at some point in there, um, I went to the Pentagon and I ran the photography studio for the Marine Corps. Then I worked for FirstNet for a little while, um, which is the company that pro um, provides broadband to all the first responders. I was in this public affairs team. Then I moved so to England cool. for a year to study my master's in photography. And then I came back and started my own business because I was I just wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to be more yeah. artistic. The military and the government are very strict about what you can of do course, of course editing yes. and I felt like I had gotten technically proficient and I wanted to go in a more artistic route with my work how does that feel like <laughs> good how did that feel like jumping into that creative space because I I went to school for art I like to think of myself as an artist but you're you have to restrain yourself for like living life sometimes and being in the military and working and like doing photography, like I could only imagine a, like what that must feel like. So what was that like? Um, so being in the, in the military, I mean, I, I still was who I was at all times. Um, like I like weird things like ordinances and reg regulations. So I would like, so does my husband. <laughs> But I would memorize them to try to find the loopholes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was always like looking for a way <laughs> to like do the thing I still wanted to do, but within the confines of structure, which is kind of how I live my life. I'm like, okay, I know there's rules, but I'm still going to like live within the boundaries of the rules, but find a way to still do the things I want. I love that. And especially another, another layer of 
your art is that it's boudoir. So Mm -hmm. I think for, can you please explain boudoir photography for someone who might not have a reference for what that may be? So it's different to everybody and it's Mm -hmm. different to every boudoir photographer. Um, Some people just do sexy bedroom photos. Mm -hmm. Um, I prefer to do more empowering, like sexy bedroom photos are part of it. And that's okay. That's the style that you want to do. And if that's what you're into, but I try to bring like a whole empowerment vibe to it where I'm teaching women how to embrace themselves and be like, this is who I am and I accept it. And a lot of yeah. my clients will tell them it's not about body positivity. It's about body acceptance because sometimes body positivity, yes, too much toxic positivity. I just want them to be like, this is my body and I accept it. We don't, And I always tell my clients, it's not always a step, like it's not a, a deep dive to self-love. Sometimes it's just a baby step to self-like. So it takes yeah. time and it takes yeah. process, progress and it's something you have to work every day, just like self-care is. And I know some days I don't take care of myself, but yet I preach to my clients. I'm like, yeah. self-care, self-care, self-care. Whereas me, I'm I like, know. everything is my child first, my business first, my clients first, and then Adrian's on the back burner, which yeah. is funny because I used to be all about me first. And one of my friends said to me, they're like, you're going to be the greatest mom because you're selfish. <laughs> Oh because my you're gosh. Always gonna oxygen mask yourself first. Yeah. But here right. I am, like, where's my oxygen mask? Right. Exactly. Yes. Oh no. We we've talked, we've hit a lot of those points um in previous episodes. Um, do you mind if I ask how many kids do you have or how old just they are? One. Do I have just one? one okay. And he's three. But I am a, oh. I'm a single mother by choice, so I used a donor. That's so amazing. Like, that's frightening. I do remember you telling me that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. And some days I'm like, that's... this might be easier with a partner. And other days I'm like, it might not because some partners aren't the greatest. Yeah. So I, the level of, I don't want to say control because that sounds like a lot, but the level of like, I like things the way I want to be. I want my child to be raised the way I want him to be raised. And I want yeah to be like supported and I feel like I can support myself better than yeah. anyone else can. Oh yeah. And I know, I mean, just personally, I know how difficult those conversations can be because even when you're choosing your person, you don't know what being a parent is like <laughs> until you're in it. And, and I like- am not the mom that I would thought I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to be Mary freaking Poppins and like, no. No. Yeah. I and there's not. some days where I'm like, I give so much to my business and to Parker, not yeah. in that particular order. I don't want, like, I try to swap them back and forth all the time. There's, yeah. Of course, my son always comes first. Sorry, clients, but, you know, he's my child. Oh, I would hope that people would understand that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I feel like this would be harder if I have had a partner because then I would have to give more of myself to someone else. Yeah. And I have always been like a very like solo person. I grew up an only child until I was 14. I do have an amazing brother and sister, but they're much younger than me. So I'm used to just always doing my own thing and taking care of myself and kind of being one of my therapists was like, I was like, I was just very independent as a child. He's like, or you were neglected. I was like, no, no. Then we like delve deeper. And I was like, Maybe some things were questionable and yes. like, okay. Yes. But so I've yes. gotten to this point where I've just been become so self-sufficient that 
to give like time to someone else, I have to recharge at the end of the day. And I'm sure every yeah. parent, every person in the wheel world feels like that where they have, they have children or not. I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's just me, but everybody needs time to recharge. So the thought of like having to give time to someone else. Yeah. It's a lot. Yes. I, I get it. I'm, I'm actually a little bit, a little jealous. And well, I will, and I, it's funny. My husband listens to the podcast. So I, as he listens to this, he's going to be like, really case, really, really, but I'm sure he feels the same way. Like I'm a lot uh, well, I mean, listen, I'm way more than he is, but I, it's, you still have to give to that person. You still have to like make the time and the effort. So I not, not only do I admire it, but like I applaud it because I mean, it's difficult, it's challenging, it's I'm sure rewarding. And like, I think it's amazing. I think it's very empowering. It is. And to know that like, I'm the only person who, it's like a double-edged sword. I'm the only one who's responsible for everything and who makes the decisions mm -hmm. and who takes care of everything. So I know it's done my way, but then it's mm -hmm. also that mental load of I'm the only one can be a lot to bear at times. Um, and I, like my grandfather used to, I talked to him about everything and he died last year. So for the past year, I've been having a little bit more of a struggle with things. Cause I'm like, I, I don't know who to talk to right now. And he was yeah. always my like guiding of like, when I would get upset about things, I'm like, am I overreacting? And he was calm and he'd be like, Sometimes he'd be like, yes, and would goad me. Yeah, totally. On. Yeah. And then other times he'd be like, no, like this is justifiable. But like he. And I he, almost, he, I, I almost went to the ER over a hive breakout. I had like an allergic reaction to detergent and my husband like talked me off the ledge. He was like, you're okay. He's like, you're, you're a little bit overreacting. And I was just like, am I? Am I over it? You know, like, and then I had to like take a step back and I was like, I am, I am totally overreacting. Mine's always um, over like inequality things or like the rules and things where I'm like, this is just not right and I'm gonna fight it. And he would be like, in this instance, yes, you should fight it. And then in other times he would be like, Adrian, just, just let it go. Just let, yeah. He's like, if you ever have to say it's just for, what was it that I would say? It's just for the, um, oh gosh, I'm gonna have a brain fart. You're fine. We do it uh, all the time. Take your time. Out the blank bits where oh, I'm just like struggling. Totally. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, what is the word? It is genuine though that I I feel like when when you do have those moments and we have them a lot on the podcast that we all are just like, dang, we know that feeling. Oh, and it's, it's possible. when I sometimes if yes. I would sit on my like stuck mm -hmm. on something and I'd be like you know it would be done and over and there was really no other purpose like there was no financial gain there wasn't like getting an apology wasn't going to make a difference because I probably wouldn't interact with that person again but right. I would be like it's the principal granddad and he'd be like Adrian when you get to that point where it becomes just the principal and nothing else and there's nothing that's going to be changed and it just becomes the principal and that's it he's like, you've got to let it go when it's not going to make a difference to your day-to-day -day life or anyone else's, just let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Force people to apologize. I you like that, that, though. <laughs> I like that life lesson from, what did you call him, Grandpa? My granddad, yeah. Your granddad. Oh, listen, granddad. Um, yeah. We're all going to take that with us because <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure Lisa, I'm sure Val, 
I know in my head, I'm going to be like, is it just the principle? Because if not, I got to let it go. It's fine. It's great to have principles and be a principled person. But he's like, when that's the only thing that you're doing and you're just trying to get somebody to admit they're wrong (sighs) and they're not going to. And he's like, and you don't ever have to interact with them. Let it go. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not frozen though. I don't know how to do that. Oh, and I know every time, like how many times have I told myself to let it go? And damn Elsa is always in the background. And I'm like, did they do that? Is it? Was it, a, was it a winner because it is a mantra that everyone needs to have drilled into their brain anyway? Like, is that the the big appeal where, like, everyone needs to let shit go? Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone. I don't care who you are. But, yeah. Um, but, and you also, um, are you currently restoring or you restored and then now live in the old Victorian house. So I restored it in 2020. Yeah. Um, and then, so it's all done and restored. That's amazing. For like a month and a half. And then I bought another property this year because <laughs> I don't have Congratulations. To do, which is also a Victorian and restored that. And so cool. I know. I know. But sometimes I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. Do- like things. another project yeah it is and I was like I, I was like I'm just gonna take a little time off this like summer just a couple weeks to like relax and self-care no I I made 9,000 projects I could do like restoring another house and I was yeah like, what was I thinking you are speaking my ADHD language and, and- I feel you <laughs> I'm sure a lot. Again, like I always like pause during those moments where I'm like, I feel so seen. But that's also why we do the podcast is because I'm like, we do this because we want other moms to feel like it's okay. (laughs) Like We're doing the same thing too. Like, and when you're hitting your head up against a wall, like, why am I doing this? There's a lot of reasons that we're all doing these things, but like know that you're not alone in trying to like conquer the world and bake the pie and, you know, like save the earth. Like everyone's trying to like over extend themselves, I feel like, but I don't know. I feel like that's also just like women in general. And it's, yeah, I, I don't know what, and some people just don't know how to like stop. It's also, I've learned it's like some people who have addictive personalities, Mm. when Mm -hmm. they like stop the thing they're addicted to, they try to fill their time with work, which I grew up in a household where that happened with some of my family members. And I saw that happen. Like I remember trying, when I used to work at Dover, I went for like to the beach and I was relaxing, which I, at some time in my life, I knew how to relax, but I don't know what <laughs> happened. That just like lost my brain. So I was like laying on a beach chair, like, you know, on the bay. And I was like, I'm just going to relax. And like my family member was like, no napping, more working. And I was like, it is nine o'clock in the morning. I just worked a 60 hour work week. I'm going to lay here. But now I'm like, no, I can't wow. even do that. But so yeah. I've like been raised with that, like, don't stop, mm-hmm. like ever thing and I just yeah I don't know it's hard it's hard to 
I don't know if we ever do. That's like a generational thing, right? Like I feel like we're trying to it's, it's also go, yeah go and be yeah. productive at all times. Yeah, it is. Isn't it though? We've also been delving into that slowly but surely is this like this <laughs> capitalistic uh American like dog eat dog mentality where it's like if we don't do it, someone else is going to and then we're out. Like we're going to suffer because we didn't do the thing because someone else is going to beat us to it. And it's like, no, like it's not necessary for us all to grind ourselves into the ground. It's gotten so bad. My doctor's like, you need a vacation. I'm like, no, what would I do? I don't even know where to vacation. And she's like, (laughs) I'm going to send you a link to somewhere and you're just going to go for like a week. And I'm like, I'm going to take work with me. She's like, no. And I was like, what? I I just don't know what to do. I was like, the last time I went anywhere, I think was when Mexico last year, but it was a work thing. Like I went to boot camp with Terry Hofford and, but it was work related. And then before that I went to Florida either just once last year and the year before, but it was because my grandfather was sick. So and it was the last time I saw him last year and the year before he w- it was to see Parker, but I, it wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't a vacation because I love seeing my grandfather, but he was in the hospital. So it was just me driving yeah. to the hospital every day and sitting with him. So it wasn't really like, it was relaxing because I got to spend time with him, but it wasn't like me taking time off. I felt like I had to be there for him, which I did have to be there for him. I don't want to say I felt like I had to, I did have to be there for him, but it wasn't, there was no like sit and relax it was just totally be there for someone else which i had to it was he's my granddad i have to right so when you started back in 2020 the business you opened the business 2016 i'm sorry the house was in 2020 yes okay the house was in 2020 um so how i also feel like this is a theme in the podcast especially with all the women and their own businesses so 2016 up until 2020, you had a business, then obviously the pandemic, COVID, everything. Do you feel like you pivoted at all? Did you th- Do you feel like your business has shifted or changed? Or do you feel like it was simply like put on pause? So funny story, the pandemic happened 13 days after my son was born. So... <sighs> Yeah. I was planning on taking time off for maternity leave anyway. Yes. So I was very fortunate that the timing worked out. Like, I try to be, like, positive about it, that it was, like, time. It extended my maternity leave longer than I was planning, but I also was, like, grateful that I had more time to spend with my son. Yeah. But then I realized that, like... This is what I started to realize that was a problem, my my being productive, because I was home with my son for three months. And that's when I was like, I need to buy a house. I need to renovate it because I was doing, I was just, I was taking care of him. I don't want to say I was doing nothing because the baby's a lot of work, but I was so anxious of like not working that I was like, I need to find a project. So I decided to get a house that needed a massive renovation. Um, I also, wow. like, there was some neighbors that were kind of being loud and noisy doing like when I say loud and noisy that's the understatement of the century 
So I was like, I don't want my child to grow up next to these neighbors. All the rest of my neighbors were wonderful. It was just this one house directly across the street for me. That <sighs> I was yeah. I, um, and it just started to feel unsafe. Like the police were at the house all the time. I was like, oh, God. yeah. So I was like, I'm going to start looking. And I was trying to find something um, with a little bit more space so it could accommodate my business better because my house is dual, um, dual use. It's mixed use, commercial and residential. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's awesome. That was another project I did because I had to right. have it converted. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I had it converted back because it was residential for like 30 years. But before that, it was mixed use. It used to be a dress shop, a hat shop, a music, uh, a music school, a doctor's office. And <laughs> where, for everyone, I know where you're located. Can you explain where you're situated? Because uh, you're in South Jersey. I'm in Merchantville, which yes. is a teeny, teeny, tiny, like 0. 0.56 mile town, yeah. but it's the cutest town for the whole month of October. We turn into Monsterville. Everyone's super into Halloween here. Well, not everybody, but a, the majority of the town is super into Halloween. Yeah. Um, do a cool decorating contest, which I won four times. Um, so I yes. retired. I retired last year because I was like, I, I have to give other people a chance. Um and it's it's also a little bit unfair to the other businesses because I have an entire yard. I don't want to say unfair, but I had get it because yeah. I had a yard, a whole yard to decorate while a lot of the other businesses had storefronts. I got Although you. my neighbor across the street at the Merchantville Medical Wellness, which is actually my doctor, um, they were really good last year because they have a little bit of a yard and mm -hmm. they handcrafted all these beautiful, beautiful. I was like, oh, my God. I was scared. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose. See, now I'm so excited. So when do they start decorating? Because I'm going to have to, like, find some something on Instagram to, like, post. I've been trying to share seasonal things, especially, like, with fall or in mm -hmm. South Jersey. Everything is, like, awesome and everyone loves Halloween. But I've not been to Merchantville at, at Halloween time. So now I'm like, I need to go and see this. So, and you're so um, close to us. Like, you're so close. So some people start decorating in September. I've seen wow. some people put things up already. Yay. But it's, it's not fully decorated yet. Usually okay. when everybody's, like, fully running, um, I want to say it's, like, the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Or maybe it's the 29th, 30th, and 31st. Because we do when we do the contest, I think they vote for it changes every year. Some years it's two days, some years it's okay. one day. So I'm it's that's I okay. Think last, last year it was three days. So I always like wait for the announcement to come out. So yes. usually everybody's up and fully running during the contest because it's um like a, a survey monkey where everybody right. can vote. So if you come to town, you can vote on your favorite house. Very cool. I would suggest just following like the borough of merchantville page because that's who does contests and does everything Perfect. so that's when everybody's up and running and they'll have the map but not everybody enters the contest um Got it. because they've won several times like there's a couple houses that have won so many times like me and i know there's a few houses on maple ave that have won a bunch so they don't enter anymore but their mm -hmm. houses are still incredible i was just gonna say like you have to still decorate right you just don't enter like i was going to do i'm i'm really like sad about this i was gonna do something crazy this year i'm not gonna put drop too many details but because of like the stress i've been having lately totally. like and a lot of things going on in my personal life i'm i'm like i have to step back from a few things good for you yes as you should right 
Yes, I started in the summer. I was like, we're going to make self-care a priority. I started going to the doctor. I went yes. to the dentist, which, as everyone knows, like the dentist is not. It can good. lag. Yes. No. I so, so 100% I'm on that. I know. I'm on that train as well. I'm like, I really need to see a doctor about some things. It yeah. got to a point where I was like, I can't keep telling my clients to take care of themselves and love themselves and, you know, do all this stuff. And I'm not doing these things for myself. I yeah. keep pushing it to the back burner. So this summer I started doing things. And someone said to me the other day, they were like, um, it was a good friend of mine. She's like, Adrian you're trying to do all the stuff you tried to do that you did before you had a baby. And I was like, yeah, because I can. And she's like, Adrian, you can't. And I was like, yes, I can. Cause for three years I've been trying to, cause I've been, cause I was like, I renovated a house. I renovated a second house. Why can't I do these things? And I keep just pushing myself, but I, I'm mentally and physically starting to suffer. So I was like, all right, right. we got to like, it's going to catch up at some point. Right. Yeah. Yes. So I was going to do something insane, like absolutely insane this year that was going to be like a big, huge deal. But I was like, I have to just step back. And I was going to, we were doing a holiday home tour in December and I was a part, I was asked to be on that, but I was like, I need to step back from that. I really wanted to. There's always but... next year. There's always next yeah. year and, and the year and after it's all, it's. it's... With a toddler and having people come yes. in your house. Oh, God. Trying to keep the house clean for a yeah, home no. tour. I was mm -mm. like, what was I thinking? We'd have to go to a hotel for like two days. Totally. Was, oh. I'm thinking. No, my aunt used to do the the Haddon Township. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm from Haddon Township, but and she still lives there. But she always did the home tour. And I remember... Oh my God. I remember, her house is always immaculate. It's always been immaculate. And I remember her boys were very young and I was in high school and she asked me to come. They had like musicians uh, from the high school. Like if you were like a celloist or a flautist or if you sang, like they would volunteer, you could sit, set up in some of the houses to and do Christmas music just to make it like amp it up a little bit. But mm -hmm. I was her niece and I sang. So I literally was just very awkwardly singing Christmas carols in the center of her like dining area, dining room, like foyer. And that's delightful. Oh, and that's, that's so what I would have wanted to do. But it, it, in retrospect, I suppose everyone liked it and appreciated it. But at the time, I was like, what the hell did I sign up for? This is so awkward. It's It felt so awkward when there's a stage or you're like a part of a thing. But when you're just like standing and it's my aunt's house. Like I was like, I grew up here. Like I, <laughs> I bet people thought it was delightful. I can assure I, you. I hope so. But I it was went, like, like oh, what a what a nice little like addition. Like, ooh, I mean, I, I would think. Yeah, I, I think personally. Like the idea of like someone playing a saxophone or someone playing the flute or the piano or a guitar, an acoustic guitar, but someone just singing Christmas carols. Like, I hope I think about it probably a little too often around the holidays of like, ugh, like, that, like, I, just like a little irkish, but you know, I when it's a house tour, the people were like, this is delightful. Well, this it was nothing so but fun. like sweet. Yeah, it was like nothing but like sweet middle aged women who like finally got rid of their kids out of the house for the night. And were like, oh, I'm gonna go on the tour. And now I can't wait until I'm that lady 
and I can go on the tour and just That's walk good. around houses and be, I know, a good house tour, especially around the holidays. I love I'm to in. see the way people decorate. I love to Me see too. their personal style in their home. I love mm-hmm. to see colors they've picked, art they've picked. Like, I love it. Like, even when, even when my neighbor and I walk around every night, I'm like, I just want to look at everybody's landscape and their plants. And like, oh, I'm yeah. always like, oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's lovely. Although some houses that he laughs at me because I'm like, my cousin taught me that if you put like a bush near your window and it covers your window, you're going to get robbed. So we literally, oh my God. and I will point out the houses that I'm like, they're going to get robbed. They're get because you can't see somebody creeping behind the bush. Here's a little oh. landscape tip for everybody out there. If you put something in front of the window and it blocks yeah. the window. And it blocks can, the window. You can't see somebody behind the bush and they can just like go in through your window. Yes. Yeah. But normally I'm like, oh, what a delightful plant. And I like take pictures of people's plants so I can see what they are. Like I Google image yes. search. Them yes. So I can like, so it's usually a delight, but it's like, that's my bit of humor. It's like, mm, they're going to get robbed because they've got a bush in front of their window. I hope they never do. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, well, of course. That goes without saying. I joke with him. I was like, we should start a TikTok of like just random houses or like showing like landscape tips of like how to keep your home safe and not get robbed. Don't plant a bush in front of your window. Yeah. It's funny because um, like I live on a, a somewhat busy road and I'm always thinking about like vehicles swerving off like I'm glad that there's enough trees in front of my house. Like there's two directly in front of like, there's one right in front of my kitchen window. There's one right in front of like my bedroom. Um, and like if a car were to come in either direction, but then there's also ones closer to the street that I'm like, I hope they hit a tree (laughs) before they run into my house. And like at my house, somebody ran through the fence like 20 years ago because I live I mean, it's not a hugely major intersection, but for Merchantville, a small town, and somebody drove right through the the fence and came halfway up the lawn. Oh, my gosh. I hope that never happens again. And there used to be two trees on my corner, but they they cut them down two years ago. And I'm like... My cousin, well, the one who taught me about the bush situation with it, don't cover your windows. She's like, get a boulder and put it at the corner. I was like, okay. Oh, but yeah. I want an enormous boulder at the corner of my party. And people are going to be like, huh, interesting choice. And be like, a car ran through here. So it's going like, to stop all the cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, totally. No, I'm I'm like thinking, and it's funny because I have talked about that with my neighbor. Where I'm like, I think I'm going to plant a tree here. So that but if they come this the way, so I know, boulders. I know, just get some boulders. It's just fine. Boulders. <laughs> I love it. Just lawn spikes. Yeah. Or that we can just do that. Um, no. We've so a very different direction. I, wait, now. I told you, I warned you, I warned you that this was going to happen. It happens. This it's is Lisa. Like- Lisa's going to be listening to this and be like, damn it. I knew I shouldn't have gone to Germany because she's usually the one to be like, and then we should get back on topic. Lisa's going to be like, why did it turn into life-saving landscaping tips with Adrian? I hope everyone, like, I feel like sometimes this is the best part where you get off topic and you end up laughing so hard at like, what? (laughs) Like, and I will, I'll get texts from people where they're like, the episode about blah, 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 but. It's this part that has me cracking up. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with the topic that has, you know, it's in front of. But 
Um, yes, to not so eloquently get back to your business. <laughs> um, because I do want people to like the whole idea of presenting all these women business owners was to shine a light on them, to be able to like you know, even their neighborhoods, like the last um, person we had on was like a travel vlogger, blogger, Instagram, like personality where she basically just goes, she eats, she drinks, she travels, and she wants to just have everyone go downtown, like get back to small businesses, supporting small businesses. And I was like, yeah, like, I feel like that's Another one of our like mantras, or it's at least becoming one of our mantras is like, we wanted to have these business owners on so that they're not just businesses. There's people that you're supporting and there's families that you're supporting when you use their services. And it's, you know, it's not a big box store. You're not going to JCPenney to get your portrait taken. Um, And I found it so... um, Like, not just empowering, but, like, what a unique, like, gift, especially, like, I'm thinking, like, anniversary gift or, like, that kind of thing. Like, I was just, like, my husband and I have been together for 11 years, married for eight. And I was just, like, I probably could use a boudoir, like, photo sesh right about now because, you know. After after 10 years, you're like, I've seen all the tricks. I I know all the secrets. And there's really not that many tricks and secrets to begin with. So it's just like, guess what, babe? This is it for forever. So a lot of people think that like the one of the main reasons to have a boudoir session is for their partner. But in actuality, and even my clients who come in for their partner, it's for you. Like, it's nice. You can give them, like, a little memento from it, but it's really ultimately for you because, like I said, it's all about being, like, this is me. This is my body. Like, embrace Which I am the one that would need that confidence boost. He Um, could be, like, I don't really care. He'll get the (laughs) benefits from it. Oh, totally. You get, like, the biggest benefits. Because I have a lot of clients who come in. They're, like, oh, I have – I'm getting married or my anniversary – And when they come in to look at their photos after their session, because I tell them, I'm like, I love that. Like, I love that we're doing something for you. And they're like, oh, but it's for my anniversary. I'm like, no, but it's for you. And they're Mm -hmm. like, okay. And I I know they just kind of brush me off. But then they come in and see their photos. And like, probably 80% of my clients cry. And they're like, you were right. It's for me. This is all for me. Yes. This whole ex- because the whole experience is like all about, like I tell my clients during sessions, I'm like, if you're not used to saying no, because a lot of times as women, we're taught to just smile, mm. nod and agree. I'm like, this is a good time to practice boundaries and saying no. The utmost important thing for me during all <sighs> sessions is consent. So we talk about boundaries and consent. And I tell people, I'm like, you can even just practice saying no to me if you're not used to saying it in your daily life, because that's part of empowering yourself is just saying no. Wow. Every client no is a complete sentence. I didn't even think about that. And that in and of itself is pretty mind blowing that you get to be the one to be like, I'm introducing this very brand new idea to you (laughs) that like (laughs) you get to tell me that like, this is not okay. 
or like you don't want to get you don't want to go there I don't, and the, I don't have a lot of clients that are like no this is uncomfortable they might be like oh this pose is uncomfortable but my clients yeah. feel very safe and empowered and i think telling them like this is a space in which you can say no and it's a complete sentence makes them like okay like okay. yeah and it's just having fun picking out outfits, talking about how to prepare or not prepare. Because I do, do tell all my clients, I'm like, you don't have to do nails. You don't have to shave. You don't have to wax. You don't have to do all the things. I want you to look at your photos and be like, that's me with no Photoshop. That's me authentically me and be astounded at themselves. Because I, we do hair and makeup just to emphasize and enhance. It's not to change the way you look because I want all my clients to look at their photos and be like, oh, damn, that's me. And they literally yeah. do their like, you're kidding me. You you didn't Photoshop that? I'm like, no, that's you. And they're like, I just never saw myself from a different Wait, I'm like getting yeah. excited. I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do this. Because you See, do – every woman, I think, needs that. Every it, woman needs to feel like in awe of her own beauty because I don't think we ever – or, are again, are we taught not to look at ourselves and be in awe of ourselves because we're constantly being told – it's not good enough. Buy the next thing. Buy the next product. Wear this outfit. Wear this. Buy, get this. Or, or be it's, skinny or be mm -hmm. this. And I like be weigh this. But it's always like even if it's be skinny, it's be skinnier. It's mm -hmm. be this and that. And I tell my clients, I'm like, your body is doing what it needs to do for you right now. If you have a little extra fluff, it's because you need to feel cozy. And there's nothing wrong with being fat or being skinny. Everyone has a different metabolism. Your body is just bodying, I guess is the best way to say it. It's just, it's existing as it needs to exist right now. And our bodies are always going to change because in different stages of our life, we need different things. Yeah. And I work with all, I always say it's boudoir for every body because I work with all body types and I want people to look at themselves, whatever size, shape, color, and just be like, I'm incredible. You are good enough. You don't have to be skinnier. You don't have to change your hair. You don't have to do these things. And like I said, the hair and makeup is just to enhance because sometimes we lose eyelashes um, in pictures. So we do a little bit of fake eyelashes just to enhance. But I want my clients to look at the pictures and be like, oh, my God, that is me. It's more about pampering because, again, my clients, don't, like myself, don't make the time for themselves. So I'm like, here, you're going to have hair and makeup just for an hour so someone plays with your hair and puts stuff on your face so you can be like, I don't have right. to do something for an hour and I can just sit here and bask in someone else doing things for me. Yeah. And I try to make my clients, I'm like, this is an hour where you're just going to sit there and let someone else do things for you for one hour. And then we have the session after that. And that's when it's more work and you're doing the posing and you're like, okay, now I'm tired, Adrian. Like, what did you do to me? Right. <laughs> it was right. So relaxing in the beginning. And now it's a workout. What happened? But I want, I make my clients, I'm like, you're going to take some time for yourself. That's what having boudoir sessions is all about is taking time for yourself, making space for yourself taking a step towards like if there's something if there's an area that you're not super comfortable with which me it's my tummy and that tends to be a lot of clients is the tummy area I think that's a lot of women is we always the midsection yeah I always tell my clients I'm like if that's the part that you're not comfortable with you start with a little bit of fabric confidence wear a bodysuit and then move to a two-piece or maybe the next session you'll do a two-piece but I'm always going to photograph the bits and bobs the rolls and this and that so you see it 
in your reveal and you're mm-hmm. like, she thought it was worthy. Why don't I think that bit of my body is worthy? And Amen. it doesn't have to be your favorite photo. You don't have to pick it this time. Maybe your next session, you want that roly poly tummy. And and I'm just focusing on tummy because I said that's just the example I'm using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I want And I'm thinking too, like for all the women that have birthed children and created children and, you know, and fed them from their bodies. It's just like, okay, I I did this. Like this body did this. Our hips widen. Yes. Like changes. Because again, the body is doing what it needs for us at that time. And we need to adjust and change. So don't be upset that you don't look like you're tiny and 15 anymore but who wants to look like a prepubescent teenager that's kind of gross yeah <laughs> like great. if you're being honest that's a little weird that society keeps telling us to look like underage women like that's mm. another thing that i'm like we like i can't wait till that I'm could like, be a whole episode i think we might have, have to have you future. yeah we might have to have you back on for that whole episode because that is a real thing that's a real thing it is and i'm like i'm literally i'm like i can't wait to be 80 i'm wise and I, and I used to always say i was 25 and then one day i was like why but then i was like once i was like i've literally been 80 my whole life the way that i behave and i act and like the lack of regard or care for other people's opinions yeah, it's it. like i'm an 80 year old woman i've already stepped into that i don't care but like i'm like when i am 80 people will be like oh it's just crazy old adrian whereas now they're <laughs> probably like yes and i'm like i am a pain in the ass and i'm gonna keep being a pain in the ass but when i'm old they'll just be like mm, it's crazy old lady rowan yeah, like it. i love it <laughs> oh i love I love all of it. I think it's so needed. It's um it's refreshing to hear. Like I'm I'm really happy to have cuz another we've we've done episodes here and there about our bodies, about postpartum, about you know, you know, feeling uncomfortable in our own skin or like, you know, I think every woman has that. So I'm I'm really happy that you said all the things that you said because I There's think so much that, more I could say, but uh, I feel like we might have a time limit on editing. No, that. yeah, I, I, uh, I was just gonna say, I'm like, I am just like really happy that you made the time to come on and to talk with us, and I definitely like if you're willing to come back on and talk to us like Please. later down the road because, and that's a whole other thing that I was saying to Lisa was I was like, I feel like all of these women are becoming part of the cast. Like we're, we're forming relationships and bonds with women that over very specific things, but it's also something that everyone feels and everyone goes through. So it's also very universal. So Mm -hmm. to have, you know, women that we're like comfortable with, we already have a repertoire. I know, you know, like. I know when I talk to you, oh, it's fine. Because my kids have been freaking out in the background the whole time. So anyone listening to this, it's going to be like, mom of the year award. Um, <laughs> no, also, don't. don't my do wonderful, that well. Yeah, my wonderful Take husband is like. humor away. You are mom of the year. Yeah. Kids just make noise. Kids just be in Amen. kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hold on, let me lecture you for a second. Yeah. This is, no, like, you're right. This is you're absolutely right. Are, is I'm constantly, I'm like, no, we don't say those things to ourselves. Because when mm. we put ourselves down, we start to believe the things. I even started 
changing my self-talk because like my business coach Terry, oh, I, do. I need body to image boot camp. Like when I would drop something, I'd be like, Oh, you're so stupid, Adrian. And then she's like, you know, we got to stop. We have to t- think about the way we talk ourselves. So now I've like lessened it where I'm like, Oh, you're such a goofball, Adrian. And it's like stupid and quirky, but it's nicer. Where, oh, or, yeah. or if I drop something, I'm like, Oh, you made a mistake. Pick it up yes. and we move on and we just think about it again. Um, like, yeah. Could you imagine if I said to my son every time he dropped something, you're so stupid. I know. Well, so and I- that's, it's exactly what I was thinking because my kids are just, they watch and they hear every, you know, all kids hear everything. And then that becomes their internal voice. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's another deep dive of my you know, my self-talk. If we just tweak a little bit every Mm -hmm. day and it takes practice, just like with toddlers, like they don't get it the first time, just like with potty training. We just got to potty train ourselves to not talk terribly about ourselves. Right. A hundred percent. It keeps coming back. So, and I did it myself. I would do it all the time. And I was like, why do I keep saying this? I'm not stupid. Why am I saying this about myself? That just the, the mental narration sometimes is just, A lot. So it yes, is. you are mom of the year, but don't say it with sarcasm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, appre- I I can't tell you how much, just everything, just being able to talk aesthetic things, Halloween things, business things. But um, thank you for coming on. And I can't wait for, like, for people to hear and hopefully book some sessions because I'm I like booked until January right now. Perfect. Oh, that's amazing. I, that's I great. out really quickly um, and like six months in advance all the time. So wonderful. That's I, I amazing. I tell people, I'm like, as soon as you think you want to do it, call, call. and like my assistant will talk you through the process. But if you have a specific date, don't wait too long. I'm going yeah. into like advertisement mode. Right? No, but that's, no, that needs to be said. That needs to be said. I tell people that a lot. I'm like, the spots go super fast. And like, when I have wait list spots go, they like in less than 24 hours, they get taken. Um, I just. That's amazing. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that that happened, like that people sell out so quickly. And I just keep trying to create this experience where women are like, I feel awesome about myself. This made me look at myself in a different way. Um, even if you have the best self-confidence in the world, I've had clients who are like, I am the fucking tits. And I'm like, yes, you are. (laughs) But then they like, look at the photos after and they're like, oh my God, like there's so much more there that I didn't see before. So it doesn't, I'm just like, I just want, I want every, everyone, cause I primarily work with women. Um, it's just cause it's my preference. Um, but I want every woman to be like, I'm capable. I am great. I can yeah. do stuff like whatever it is. Cause when I post on um, Instagram, like my about me, I'll always be like, Oh, the, here's a lot of things I've done on my own. And it's not a, a brag or a humble brag. It's a, like, I've had friends who were like, you should share that more with people because sometimes seeing the things that you've done makes people be questioned like, well, why can't I do the thing? So yeah. I will say like, Oh, I've done this. Like I've had a child on my own. I've renovated a house. Well now two houses. Um, but I'm, I only, I share the things because I'm like, I want you to be like, well, if she can do it, why can't I? Exactly. Like, I'm not going different. It's sometimes you just have to be relentless. Yes. And it's exhausting. I won't lie. It took a toll. So I'm yeah. slowing down. But I'm still relentless and I'm still going to always push for the stuff I want. So I, I just, when I have people come in my space, I'm like, I just want to give you some of that energy and that belief in what you can do. Ugh. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone to say, like, I believe in you or to give you a nudge. And you're like, why didn't I believe in myself? What, what was I thinking? And then yeah. it gives that, like, okay, I'm going to do the thing now. I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly empowering to, like, have have role models and and just women in general to hear, see, be friends with them. Um, and that's another part of like why we wanted to do the podcast is just like we want everyone to feel seen and heard and understood. And it's so important to have women like you on so that they can share their stories so that people can see themselves in that and hear, you know, the struggles that everyone, everyone else is going through, but also like that lifting each other up, like who else is going to do it? And it's also like, sometimes you think you're the only one struggling with something, Mm -hmm. I can guarantee there's someone else dealing with the same thing and they're making it through. So having podcasts like yours and hearing other people's struggles, which is why I was like, yes, I did struggle. I did let my mental health suffer. I did let my physical health suffer because sometimes people just keep pushing it down or as women were told to just keep powering through, but you do get to a point that you break. So hearing other people's stories and their struggles, it, it helps you be like, okay, Maybe I need to relook at what I'm doing and I'm not the only one doing it. And I don't feel so alone. Um, if it, it, it looks like I've got, I've got everything together. I don't have anything together. Right, I'm always right. stressed out. And, and obviously I didn't go to the doctor or the dentist for a while, but you're so, doing it, but you're doing it. I am, but it took a couple of years. It yes. Took a, couple of years. a lot of hard work. Yeah. I think the most consistent time I went to the doctor was when I was pregnant and that was because it was for someone else. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Again, that's all, again, that is another podcast episode. <laughs> Just like, yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Well, thank you, Adrian. We love you. I can't wait to have you back and thank, thank you. you everyone for tuning in and um, absolutely call. And make sure you get on that list because obviously it you're, I'm so happy that you're booked out so far, but we can't wait to have you back on. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. All right. Bye. Bye.